When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. You know, everybody has the challenges in the NFL. I don't want to sit here and say that, you know, we had a harder problem than anybody else. We also inherited a lot of good players. Got, a, you know, good young players on this team. So, you know. That everybody has a challenge. Everybody has that puzzle to solve, as I always talk about. Um, you know, again, you're always trying to live in both worlds and, and see what things today affect, maybe affect tomorrow. And the salary cap's obviously a part of that. Um, as, as always, we'll be detailed, we'll be thorough, we'll be, you know, intentional about what we do and hope that we end up in the right place. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm a, I'm a Quasi stan. I'm a Quasi crusader. I like to have, That's right. I like to have drinks with them. What do you think? He, what do you think is his main outside of Surly Brewing? Of course, I wonder what his other. Oh, of course, I, I wonder what else. What water. His main as main. Looks like a water uh, guy. He, yeah, that, he, yeah, that dude's in good shape. He's not drinking a lot of excess alcohol. My guess is tequila soda lime. My guy. Or or One. vodka vodka soda lime. One. One. Yep. Yeah. No. Or you know what? Actually, old Macadac's been into the red wine the last couple of years. Mm. He might be a red wine mm. guy too. Mike mm. Zimmer was a red wine guy. <laughs> He might be a, he might be like a you know a nine ounce pour of a red wine. You want red wine? You've come to the right house here. Yeah. Love it. I'm a fan. Of course, Surly Brewing Company is uh, the main partner of this show here. TCL TVs as well, which you can find at any major local retailer in the Twin Cities, delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. So, uh, Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, our executive producer, Declan Goff. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. So if you ever think we're being too negative, we're going to get to some of those comments here in a second uh, on the Purple Daily Reads the Comments section. Just know that it's tough love. All right. We just want, maybe we are too hard on the Vikings sometimes, but we don't, we reject 500 football. We want them to strive for something greater. And so that's, it comes from a place of good and we're good parents. We are good football parents. Yes. No, you, you will have a curfew. We, yep. we reject we staying up until 2 you. o'clock in the morning. We know what's best for you. No, you can't use the car tonight. <laughs> um, so let's start out with this one here. We take all your feedback. We do Feedback Friday. I'm Mackie and Judd. We do Purple Daily Reads the Comments a couple days a week. Uh, you can send them in through the Scorn Earth app. We're always monitoring the YouTube comments and, and Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Michael Hacker says the Vikings currently only have three First round picks on the roster. Is that true? God. Jefferson, Bradbury, Barr. Well, no, Barr's gone now. Um, Barr's gone. I mean, yeah, I, I'd have to go take a look here. 
Uh, five second rounders, Harrison ten third Smith. rounders. Harrison, Harrison Smith. Smith. Yeah. yeah. Baltimore. Eight fourth rounders, six fifth rounders. This is amazing research, Michael. Six sixth rounders, four <laughs> seventh rounders. You. <laughs> you're hired. And 22 undrafted free agents. We need to stop. Oh, this takes a turn. We need to stop worrying about the first round pick being the Lord and Savior mm. on the positions of need. Could mm. I argue mm. that whiffing on first round picks, Garrett Bradbury, being the main one, I think, okay. has led the Vikings to a meh roster. Like they don't have a Super Bowl roster right now. You you know, you need a starting center because you whiffed on one three years ago. You need starting cornerbacks because Mike Hughes, Jeff Gladney, right? These guys weren't hits for you. So I don't know. What do you make of this? Interesting. So is he saying don't worry about first round picks, or that Rick just screwed the pooch on first round picks, and so we should? Be no, I, 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 no, I think he's saying that there's too much focus being put on first-round picks saving franchises. But I, what I'm saying is, yeah, I mean, like, you're not, you know, how many first-round picks can you really acquire over the lifetime of, right. you know, like a, like a five- or six-year window? Right. So, yes, the majority of your roster is going to be not first-round picks, but the first-round picks should be some of your best players if you're hitting on them. Yeah. If you're I mean, on them, it's, it's tough. Yeah, the Garrett Bradbury miss is monumental, right? Um, and the problem, too, is, and look, some of, to a, a lot of these picks are probably crapshoots, but, you know, Bradbury, you whiffed badly, not just a sort of whiff. Mike Hughes got hurt. That's not your fault, but you whiffed because he's gone now. I, I think he just signed with a Detroit Lions. Laquan Treadwell oh, was yeah. a complete bust. So, so. Can you occasionally miss? Absolutely. It's going to happen, especially in the second half of the first round. But when you look at the recent first-round picks by Rick and and between bad luck and bad picks, that's a real problem. Like, that stunts the growth of your team. No question about it. I legitimately think the Garrett Bradbury whiff is the most untalked about <laughs> franchise-changing Maybe I'm being hyperbolic here, but I think the Gare Bradbury whiff was a huge part of the reason why everyone got fired. You know, because all right, you when you made that pick, you were in a win now window. Kirk Cousins was your quarterback. You're you were a year removed from the NFC Championship game, and this was one of the major chips that you're using. I mean, really over like 15 years as a GM, Matt Khalil was probably the biggest offensive line chip, and Garrett Bradbury in the first round, and then Christian Derrissaw last year. And not only was he not living up to potential, but he was one of the five worst offensive linemen or centers, I should say, uh, in the NFL the last three years. Yeah. I got the I got the PFF grades up here from 2021 too. Among 40 qualified centers, Garrett Bradbury was 38th in pass protection, 30th overall. He's a better run blocker than pass blocker. But imagine if you had hit on that pick, right? Like, what if? What if he had turned into a Corey Lindsley caliber player? You know, the longtime center for the Packers now with the Chargers. And now, you know, he was instrumental in helping to keep Aaron Rodgers clean and now Justin Herbert clean yep. and instrumental in just calling out protections and spotting things and communicating. Like if you if, if you found a guy like that, how much different this offense is, it's probably not 14th in points per game last year. Right. Uh, so, I, th- you know. He's a bust, but I almost feel like that draft pick whiff is so symbolic of their offensive line problems that led to Rick Spielman getting shown the door and an offensive-minded coach coming in here. 
And now you got to find a way to replace him, either with another pick or with a free agent, J.C. Treader or somebody. So, Or you're going to try and play him, which could be a disaster. The other pick that I, I would say is a sneaky one that directly helped result in changes is Jeff Gladney. Um, because fair or not, you not just you didn't just whiff. You you basically tried to tell everyone who would listen what a great judge of character you, you were. You took a cornerback, which is absolutely in Mike's defense, has to be a good player, and he was okay. But the problem was he t- turned out to be a guy who who got arrested. Now he was not found guilty and has since signed with the Cardinals. But I mean. That's still a first-round pick, mm-hmm. and that's still a miss. And when you went to the lengths that Rick Spielman went to tell us how hard you worked on evaluations of people and players and character, and then a year in, that takes place, I think the Wilfs have every right to say, Rick, okay, you told us that you're good at judging these guys as players and people, and again, again, had a, a huge miss. So I think Gladney and Bradbury both played a very important role in why changes were made. Yeah. By the way, so of the 40 qualified centers, PFF, pass protection, so just their pass protection. Right. Bradbury's 38th out of 40, just ahead of Pat Elfline, who played 500 snaps with the Panthers last season. Just got resigned, so. I think, by him, too. And then 36th out of 40 is Mason Cole in pass protection. So Elfline, Bradbury, Mason Cole all have been key parts of the interior of the Vikings offensive line. So is, is some of this scouting? Is some of it development? You know, that's what Quasey and Kevin O'Connell have to have to figure out going forward. But got to find a suitable replacement for, for Bradbury. Uh, Justin Nielsen via the Scorn of the App says, what are the chances the Vikings can trade Bradbury for like a fifth or sixth rounder Maybe save a couple million dollars in cap space, and uh, and then could they also restructure Eric Kendricks and save another four million dollars if the Vikings could sign a guy like J.C. Treader, uh, bring back a Pat Pete, bring in a Bryce Callahan? Do you think we will be looking at divisional round uh, and maybe beyond? So let's start with the the first part of this. Do you think a team would trade for Garrett Bradbury? Um, probably not. And if I did, I'd give you, at the very best, a seventh-round pick. Like, I'm not giving you a fifth-round pick. I I challenge someone who watches film to tell me what they see that can be fundamentally changed. Like, oh, you don't understand if he does this or that. This team had three years, correct? Three years to, like, go back. And I'm sure they looked at film long and and hard. But when you are being ragdolled around, that's not a – a small, well, your foot's in the wrong place, Garrett. So, no, I don't. I don't think there would be any real market beyond a seventh round pick. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, it would have to be you know, someone kind of desperate. But you're not going to get any actual draft capital for him on the Eric Kendricks question. So he's kind of the lone veteran player here that hasn't been tapped for a restructure, right? Right. Like among the obvious candidates. So his he, he has a $13.5 million cap hit for this year, which is among the highest on the team. Pretty strong candidate for a restructure, but there's only – that's the problem. There's only one more year. So I'm going to get way in the weeds here. but So he has two years left in his contract, 2022 and 2023. He has a $9.1 million base salary 
So you could take a large chunk of that base. Let's say you took uh, let's let's say you took eight million dollars of that base, and you could create a signing bonus out of it. And then that eight million dollars would be spread equally over this year and next year. So you would you could pretty easily save four million dollars in cap space by re-signing Eric Hendricks. But now you're kicking four million dollars into next year, a year in which he has almost no guarantee money left on his contract. Mm. So by just kind of riding out his contract, you could make a clean break, and he'd be going into his age thirty-one season. You could trade him, or you could just say goodbye and thank you. We'll see you in the Ring of Honor. So I think this is part of where Quasi's drawing the line of we can't kick everyone's contract down the road that's over the age of thirty. Right. If we if we can just play out the last year of Eric Hendricks's guarantees, right, and then we can make a decision going into two thousand twenty three. But they're going to have to at some point spend some draft capital on younger linebackers that they trust, and I don't. And maybe there's a couple guys on the roster that we just haven't seen much of that they like. But because um, Jordan Hicks isn't getting any younger either, he's like twenty nine yep. years old. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, Chaz, Chaz Surratt, Surratt. unknown, unknown, from the third round pick. The third round I know pick. he was. That's Again, cool. it's the milk carton class. <laughs> Chaz Surratt. Did anyone listening. even see him at practice? Has anyone like... seen this linebacker? Has anyone seen this guard? Has anyone seen anyone from this draft class? <laughs> it's amazing. Um, yeah, he's hiding behind a can of Surly. That's what he's doing. Oh, let's yeah. see here. You know what? Let's see if that's possible because I have right here in my hand a can of Surly Furious. Indeed it is. You can hide behind a can of the best IPA <laughs> that you can find. That's right, Surly Furious IPA. Uh, enjoy it responsibly and as you are, hopefully like at home while while watching games on your TCL television, you can show us your cans. That's right. That's right. At show Jay's us your cans. At Score North, show us your cans. We will respond back because we love to see you supporting those who support us. Also, I should throw this out too. So we we actually have an opening right now on our sales team at Score North. So if you guys are out there, I don't know, maybe maybe someone's looking for a career change. I mean, we're looking for someone specific to help us take this thing to another level. And so you know, we're not just we're not we're not just hiring anyone here. Right? We're not just going to bring in the Garrett Bradbury of salespeople. We need we need a blue chipper. We need a, a JC Treader level person that can come in here and help us take this thing to the next level. So if you're interested, we do have an opening on the team. We are hiring and you can hit us up scornorth.com keyword sales, scornorth.com keyword sales, or you can send me an email and I can connect you with the right people. That's uh, P Mackey at scornorth.com. And maybe Judd will even acknowledge you in the hallway. Hello. That's the exciting part. If there's eye contact, you have made it. If I make eye contact with you, you have made it. That will be when you know that you are a big part of the Score North team. Yes. All right. Quinn David Furness via the Score North app says, my name is Quinn. I live in Chicago. Diehard Vikings fan because my dad was born and raised in Albert Lee. So he's a transplant. I just wanted to let you know I've discovered your show in the past few months. It's my favorite new source for Vikings material. Really love the dynamic. Just wanted to say thanks, and I hope you have a great weekend. Thank you, Quinn. We appreciate that. Very nice of Quinn. It's an awesome, awesome comment, and thank you for uh, taking your Vikings fandom to other parts of the NFC North in Chicago, infiltrating those other cities. We like it. Uh, Scott Well via the Score North app says, can I respectfully request more pre-draft analysis with liberal use of the football sounder? <laughs> oh, football. You know, things like big burly tree trunks for legs and ability to dislodge stationary objects. It adds value. To my life. Football. Declan can, can read I, those yeah, whenever I, he wants. He's got to say. 
new addition to Mac to mock draft Monday on Purple Daily. Anytime whoever is the mock, we get to go on NFL.com and read their strengths and weaknesses so we can see all it. these absurd adjectives that are used with these players. Well, Permission if, to come aboard granted. If you want. I want a mock! Mock! I'm on tankathon.com right now. Okay. And tankathon.com has an updated mock draft. And at number 12, they've got the Vikings. Well, I'll just, you know, we'll just fly through. Evan Neal to the Jaguars, number one, the tackle. Aiden Hutchinson to the Lions. Uh, you got Iquanu to the Texans. Kyle Hamilton to the Jets. Charles Cross, the tackle from Mississippi State, to the Giants. Kayvon Thibodeau to the Panthers. Edge rusher Trayvon Walker from Georgia to the Giants. Malik Willis to the Falcons. Hmm. Then you get the cornerback run here. Ahmad Gardner, Sauce Gardner to the Seahawks. Derek Stingley Jr. to the Jets. Drake London, wide receiver USC to to Washington, which brings us to the Vikings at number 12 overall. Okay. And I've got all of his all of his strengths and weaknesses here that we can go through. But but Tankathon's got the Vikings taking Tyler Linderbaum, oh the center God. from Iowa. All right. I oh. want a mock. mock! Yeah. It's going to be great. And according to NFL.com, here are some of his biggest strengths. Loves to compete, brings it to opponents with his wrestling background, which is Hell evident yeah. in his core strength and leverage. <laughs> Football. His hands, hips, and feet are harmonious. Oh, my God. Football. Whoa. Mercy. Harmonious, dude. Oh, he's a coordinated fat man. <laughs> Explosive in his dip and lift against the nose tackle. Football. Got to be. Same with the first That's part. what Bradbury's not. I can't do That's the That's what note. Bradbury yeah. struggles. Yeah. Let's break this down. Garrett Bradbury struggles yeah. in the aforementioned category. <laughs> Very accurate with roadmaps up to second-level angles. Football. Oh, oh, the second-level angles. <laughs> We're going on a trip, boys. Yeah, never took the same second way twice. Level. Never took the same way twice. Breaks down in space to mirror and tag moving targets. Football. And his footwork and body control make him a magnet during sustain phase. Football. Oh, yeah. Sustain phase is my favorite time of the year. Yeah. All right, all right, what about weaknesses? Yeah. Okay, so he's listed at less than 300 pounds and likely scheme-dependent yeah. as a move blocker. Football. He's got some Bradbury physicality traits yeah. that are the same. I don't know about that this. That does worry me, but, this guy, but I think this guy's meaner, and that's what I want. you got to be mean. you got to be snarly. you got to have snot coming from your nose all the time if you're a some no. of the true two like gappers will discard his base block. Yeah, true gappers. That's yeah, problem. that's Saturday part of the problem Bradbury always, has too. Uh, in a previous Declan life, those true <laughs> oh, gappers always used to come in at the last second. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. Yeah, I don't need to do that. His the new, <laughs> yeah, sorry, the new his, girl doesn't need to hear about this. You're the true gapper. Finish your one liner. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm debating. I, I'm just lo- I'm just allowing the can of surly to. Speak for me here. His drive base can get hurried and narrow. That's a problem. You've got to be careful with that. So. There it is. All right. Tyler Linderbaum. I agree. I think every Monday, I think we need we need to take a trip down strength and, we- strength and weakness lane. Love it. All right. Zach Parsons. you got a, a few comments here. Zach Parsons via YouTube says, You guys have definitely been overly pessimistic lately. You haven't even seen what the Vikings look like on the field yet with KOC, a new 3-4 scheme, and Zadarius Smith now in the mix. There's a lot to be excited about here. 
I believe in the direction we are headed as a franchise, but give Quasi some time to establish himself with the Wilfs. Uh, David Goldiger, via the score on Earth app, says, You all three starting to effing irritate the F out of me, mm-hmm. and I enjoy your program, but you're so effing negative on every move this team makes, it's effing annoying. Sufficient Republic 13 via Reddit says Mackie doesn't know any more than a random drunk at the bar or an average Redditor. Judd used to know stuff, but now there are far better sources than him. I don't think anyone knows who the third guy is. If they were good, they'd also be on a different medium than podcast. That's always my favorite one. You two getting slammed and that's always. And and who's the third guy? What is he? Who's that other guy? What does he do? (laughs) So I'm washed up. Yeah. I mean, come on! I'm 52. What yeah. more do you expect? I'm the chair. I'm, I'm hanging by a. I'm hanging by a thread. So why? And and there's there's a lot of other ones too, just about our negativity. A lot of people taking shots at Judd for just being a, a cold bucket of water here. So all right, what what do you have to say to people that think we are not drinking enough Vikings Kool Aid right now? I think I'm drinking more than Judd is. Just so we're clear here. Oh, I think right. so. I I like it. I love it. You know what? That's what makes the world great. That's what makes shows fun. Disagreements. And and I, all I know is that the Zadarius Smith move, which comes with risks, we're all praising. So I'm positive. Just because I don't agree with the direction of the team does not mean that I think that the new GM is terrible. I have no clue. I've said that. And look, they're taking a path I wouldn't take. But at least they're signing some guys now. Um, but I don't think I need – I got a note from a guy yesterday that said, well, if the Vikings are good in 2022, you can't get on the bandwagon because you're a terrible <laughs> fan. I, oh, okay, I won't get on the bandwagon. I'll just hang out on the side well, of the road. By the way, like you, anyone can jump on the bandwagon whenever they want. I know, right? I know. Just, just, but, I mean, I just don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with people hating me. I don't have a problem with disagreeing. It's just not – it's sports. That's what makes it fun. Yeah, yeah I think – Listen, there is a there's a lot to like here. I I think Kevin O'Connell, the the idea of Kevin O'Connell as a head coach is sure. exactly where they should be headed. Offensive minded, get back. You've got so many pieces here to get the ball to. Like, there's no reason why this offense should be 14th in points per game. Get that thing into the top ten. Is it Darius so, Smith, Daniel Hunter? If they're healthy, like there's a there is a lot to like here. The one thing that frustrates me a little bit about some fans, though, is is. I personally, at least, was advocating for Rick and Mike to be fired months ago, and there was pushback. What do you know? What do you... And then they got fired, and pe- people are like, yeah, great they're... move. They're, they're... <laughs> but then but then I also said I would get rid of Kirk, too, and they're like, that's gone too far. Now you've got – okay, like, we'll see how it works out. Yeah. That's what makes this all fun. We'll see how it works. Yeah, I think – and you know, I, you know, just speaking for myself, while I have some skepticism about the competitive rebuild oxymoron and the halfway in, halfway out nature by which they are addressing this offseason, I also think there are some really interesting pieces. I also think Quasi in the long run seems like he knows what he's doing and understands the market and everything. And the idea of Kevin O'Connell is great. Maybe they wind up wasting a year or two trying to find out things that they could have already known the answer to. I don't know. I'm not right. going to sit here and bitch every day. Um, but also, like, we're not just going to jump on the show and spin everything like state-run media in a positive form. There are other places to get that. We are going to have opinions. We're, you know, we disagree. Sometimes we agree. But we're going to have opinions that sometimes go against what the team is doing. Okay? Like, ultimately, our motto stays the same on the show. We want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. 
And I don't think just blindly following everything. We're, and we're wrong all the time, too. So I guess if you're if you're just looking for a show that is only going to be 100% positive and support everything and back everything, we're going to poke some holes and stuff. We're going to celebrate where it makes sense. We're going to wave the flag like we do for the Wild and the Wolves when this team actually overachieves and you know gets to the next level. Um, but there's there are places you can go to get the full-on, like, filtered positivity, and we just might not be that place all the time for you. Just want, just want people to know that. Um, but by the way, thank, I think by and large, we have amazingly great and smart listeners and fans of the show, and, and you guys contribute to the show like this every single week, and we appreciate you. And for the people that disagree or whatever, like I th- I'd like to think that we create an atmosphere where we can disagree with fans in certain areas and still have fun and all be sort of under the same Vikings community and umbrella. So, all right, off my soapbox. James Gullison via the Scornorth app says, would you please let everyone know what I'm about to say is that I am overjoyed with the signing of uh, Zadarius Smith. And I will say this, write this down. The Vikings will make the playoffs. Okay. Declan never posts any of my messages. I think he's a little biased with me or something. I almost think he hates me or something. He never wants to put anything out that I say. Who, who is this? Give me the name. James Gullison. James Gullison. What do you have against James? I have nothing against James. Why are you James. trying to silence James? James Gullison. So you won't even acknowledge he exists now. Hmm. Like, this is a, another level, Declan. Why are you trying to hold James back? James, how do you spell his last name? Do you have that in front of you? Oh, now you're... I feel, like, now you're I feel like we all need to do that. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> are you, like, searching through your email? Yeah, like, I, I don't... I don't see, I've never heard of them. I, I believe it or not, the people that are recurring, people that come through the app or the YouTube comments, like I recognize their names. I, I don't recognize James. James's name. James. I go, hit up Jim. De- go hit up Declan yeah. again. Hello. Hello. Jim. Hello, James. Uh, Mike Naraki via the Scornoth app says, do you think the Vikings should choose either Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis if they are available at the 12th pick? Uh, Kenny Pickett, no, um, I don't. Malik Willis intrigues me, but here's so here I keep saying this. I am going to so for those who want me to follow along, I'll just I'll follow what the Vikings do, Judd, instead of criticizing it. Kevin O'Connell has been brought here to find and develop a quarterback eventually, right? So if he says Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett, I guess is my guy, then choose him. If he says, you know what? 2023 draft class is far superior. Those guys are good, but I don't like them. Then I'm with that. I am willing to defer until Kevin O'Connell, like Spielman did eventually, proves he can't find a quarterback. I think Quasi and Kevin O'Connell deserve the opportunity to make the call. So I am not on, you got to draft a quarterback right now. Yeah. I am on Kirk's replacement. I trust you to find it because the last crew couldn't find it. I think there is a 0% chance they draft a quarterback in the first round. I also told you there was a 100% chance that they would trade Kirk Cousins. So take my absolutes with a huge grain of salt. But it would make almost no sense to draft a quarterback with that pick, knowing that you're basically going to sit him for two years behind Kirk Cousins' massive two-year deal. So why would you waste? It's almost like like the Packers wasted a pick on Jordan Love. Total waste of a pick. Yeah, it was stupid. It's a, and it was stupid in the moment. And Aaron Rodgers called him on it in the moment right. too. Like, what are you, you, are you kidding me? Right. You get, you got limited 
draft capital and you got all these blue chip receivers floating around. So if you're the Vikings and you committed to Kirk Cousins for two years, why would you waste a pick on a guy that really isn't going to play for you until year three of a five year rookie scale contract? So I would I would be pissed at them if they drafted a quarterback with a twelfth pick after re signing Kirk for two years at this point. Two thousand twenty three seems like a more viable target to get your, you know, quarterback of the future. Plus they so. they've got Kirk and Sean Mannion. So like what more exactly. do you want? Exactly. <laughs> Sean Mannion, fantastic, great, uh, great player. I just really look forward to him being back. And don't you think they should spend this year figuring out, and I'm sure they have opinions now, but what's the future of Kellen Mond? What does he look like when given an actual offensive staff that knows what they're doing? According to our uh, guy Thor Nystrom, it's probably working at Costco. Yeah, <laughs> train wreck. <laughs> Thor, terrible pick from the day they made it. And Thor knows way more than us about drafting. Well, a lot of people feel that way about Kellen Mond, that he's just yeah, I, you know kind, kind of a random guy. That you now Chris Sims loved him, but I think you spend the year, you know, see if if you got something in Kellen Mond, and if you don't, whatever, you can draft somebody in 2023. Um, let's say one of these offensive linemen was looking to get in better shape for the upcoming draft. Maybe look a little bit better in a suit. Yes. Oh, well, what, where well, would I how would them? they go do that? I would tell them that you need to do what Judd did, which is head to your friends and, and either online or in person at Livia Weight Control Center. Did I tell you, Phil, that I went for my for my uh, weigh-in at the Minnetonka location yesterday, now down to 201 pounds wow. from 239, almost at the 40-pound wow. mark. And, yes, I have done that with help from my friends. And here's the thing. Join today, get 25% off your program, plus 35 meals for free. That's right, 25% off the program, plus 35 meals for free. And as I said, you can choose the new virtual or in-person options customized for you. Imagine losing all that weight for summer or, heck, the National Football League draft. Livia.com, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A. Livia.com, insider outside the state. If you want to drop the weight like I did, and believe me, there, there was a time when I thought, I am never going to lose this weight, but I did. Livia.com is why. Boom. You like that? All right. You like that? All right, boys. So uh, we'll keep a watch on Vikings offseason moves here. Draft season is upon us as well. A couple fun announcements to make sometime in late March, early April for the audience, but that's a wrap on this Purple Daily Reads the Comments episode. You can always hit us up through the Scorn Earth app. Please click subscribe on the Purple Daily YouTube channel and the Scorn Earth YouTube channel to get everything we do on a daily basis. See you guys.